Welcome everyone to Historically Haunted. I'm your dyslexic host, Ariel, and in this podcast, we embark on a journey where the past whispers its secrets into the present. In each episode, I'll dust off the history books and bring you spine-tingling stories of ghostly apparitions that haunt historic landmarks, along with stories of monstrous moments and unexplainable events that have shaped our world. So whether you're a history buff who enjoys spooky stories or a paranormal enthusiast with a love for history, Get ready for a podcast that will take you through a historically haunted past. Because to understand the ghosts, we must first understand the history. and welcome back to Historically Haunted. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different and I will let you know really quickly why. So what happened was usually in the month of July, I take the whole month off to do a full pre-record of all of my Halloween bonus and normal content. I usually record three episodes for the main and then a few bonus episodes for my Patreons during the month of October. This year, I ended up taking that month off to start my business. I had to figure out how to do everything from the ground up, make a website, um, get my business an official LLC, uh, do a bunch of other things for taxes and all of that jazz. So I spent that whole month doing all of that and um, I started school this year and because of all of those things combined, I ran out of time to do three episodes this year for Halloween. Don't worry though, next year we'll be back to my regularly scheduled programming, but this year I just had time for two, but I didn't want to leave you guys without something for the day of Halloween, so I decided to treat you guys with a bonus episode I made last Halloween for my Patreon episodes only, and this is about the Hellfire Club. The Hellfire Club is an infamous area in Ireland that had a super secret club, kind of like the Freemasons or the Oddfellows, one of those weird clubs. But before you dive into this episode, I did want to let you know that there is a slight connection to Loftus Hall. I did Loftus Hall as the official Halloween episode last year. So if you're new to my show and you have not heard that one yet, I would suggest that you go back, listen to that one, and then come here and listen to this bonus episode about the Hellfire Club. So if you have not listened to one of my bonus episodes before, I did want to let you know that they are shorter than my normal episodes. Uh, My bonus episodes usually run anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes, uh, anywhere between there. So this one is a little bit short and sweet, but I still wanted to give it to you as a treat for Halloween and the format is slightly different. Thank you guys so much for all of your support and love over the last couple of months. My podcast has grown so much and I'm blown away by it. I had a great meeting today with the company that's making my t-shirts and Allison and I, my graphic designer, have come up with a great new design for these shirts. I'm very excited. I hope to get them out and have them available for the Christmas season. They will be in limited supply, but I'm still so excited to actually start having merchandise to sell. And um, I'll have to figure all that out again because I will be shipping them myself. It's no longer a print on demand service, but trust me, these shirts are going to be 20 
times better than what I was selling before. These are going to be officially screen printed designs, vibrant colors. It's going to be really fun and I cannot wait to share them with all of you. As always, I wanted to thank my Patreons so much for your support of the show. Without you guys, I could not be doing any of this at all. So thank you all so much. If anyone is interested in becoming a Patreon, please check out the link to my page down below in the show notes. For just a dollar a month, you can access bonus episodes that I make when I have extra time, sneak peeks on current projects, and a thank you card with a logo sticker in the mail after your first monthly payment. Leaving a written review on iTunes or a starred review on Spotify is a quick and free way to help support the show. The more reviews I receive, it will help the show pop up when other people are searching for a new paranormal podcast to try. And a huge thank you to all of you who have already left reviews. If you would like to learn more about today's location, I encourage you to go down to the bottom of my show notes for all of my sources. Here you can find even more information, history, and sometimes ghost stories than I had time to cover in today's episode. And just a quick reminder that my show might not be suitable for all audiences. I often cover gory, disturbing, sensitive, and adult topics. And while the ghost stories I tell might be scary, sometimes the true history is more terrifying than the paranormal claims. Listener's discretion is advised. Okay, that's it for the announcements. Let's move on to this fun bonus Halloween episode about the Hellfire Club. Prepare to trick or treat. It's It's Halloween. Welcome to another bonus episode. Tonight is a special Halloween edition, and I am so happy to have you all here. And last thing before we get started, I'm suffering from some horrible fall allergies right now. So my throat is killing me and it's not, I'm not sick. It's just allergies. So my throat really hurts. I sound stuffy and strangely high pitched at times or kind of a deep voice sometimes. So if my voice sounds off, that is why. But um, other than that, I'm very excited to get started. So tonight's bonus episode is about the infamous Hellfire Club and not the one from Stranger Things. This is the original story of the Hellfire Club, the one found in Ireland. is ancient and its lands are steeped in legends, traditions, and lore. From tales of the Fae to horrifying ghost stories like hellhounds, banshees, and headless horsemen, something about these lands will always hold a sense of superstition and wonder. There are many places in Ireland that people believe to be haunted or cursed. Much like the legend of Loftus Hall that I talked about in my main Halloween episode, the Hellfire Club is just as famous for its dark legends. 
What is today known as the Hellfire Club is located in the Dublin Mountains. This foreboding structure sits atop of Mount Pelier Hill. A man named William Connolly purchased the land from Duke Philip Wharton in 1723. The Duke was in debt at this time, so William was able to get the land for a decent price. William was a successful and wealthy lawyer. Over time, he purchased thousands of acres of land throughout Ireland, and he also commissioned several upscale building projects. In 1724, William decided to build a small hunting lodge on top of Mount Pelier Hill. He planned for it to be designed in the Palladian architectural style. However, there was no record of who actually designed the lodge. This is really strange because William had used famous architects for all of his other building projects, from private residence to the buildings that he helped fund, and there is good record keeping for all of them, except for his own hunting lodge. Apart from this strange missing record, the lodge had another problem. The exact spot that William wanted to build his lodge on was already occupied. It was the site of an ancient Neolithic passage grave. A Neolithic passage grave is a type of burial mound, but a passage grave, also known as a passage tomb, consists of one or more burial chambers that are then covered in earth or with stone. These tombs also have a narrow access passageway made of large stones that were created in the Neolithic age. When a passage grave is covered in stone, it is called a kirin. The graves found at Pellier Hill possibly dated back 5,000 years. The mound was also topped with a stone kirin. When construction began, the builders were super disrespectful. And as we have talked about many times on this podcast, it is never a good idea to build on any type of mass burial ground. The builders actually used the stones from the mound to build the lodge. And they also removed the largest stone that was on top of the mound and used it as the mantle for the large fireplace. This move did not sit well with the locals who lived in the village nearby. And rumors began to spread quickly about the lodge being cursed by the spirits of the dead. What did not help this theory at all was that the night that the lodge was complete, a freak thunderstorm tore through the night and ripped the whole roof off of the large building. The locals claim that the devil himself came in the storm to take the roof off, for even he was angry that William had dared disturb the ancient dead. While the locals worried about this, William refused to listen to their superstitions. He immediately had a new roof added to the lodge. This time he made it of stone. And by doing this, he made the lodge look creepy. I will post some pictures for you guys on Patreon page so you can see for yourself. But I think the building just looks off. After the lodge was completed, it was one of the most luxurious houses in the area. It had a stable, two entrances, two reception rooms, one large kitchen, servants' quarters, and various rooms for guests to stay the night on both the ground and upper floors. The lodge was also known for hosting dinners and parties for the Irish aristocrats and the social elite. Even with the lodge hosting elegant gatherings, the house still had its reputations. Locals called it the haunted house, while others knew it as Connolly's Folly. 
Even though the affluent crowds seemed to ignore the rumors of ghosts, the building was also believed to be the meeting place for the Irish Freemasons. But not long after the rumors of the Freemason meetings began to spread, it was believed that another secret club had caught their attention, making them switch over to the Hellfire Club. The Hellfire Club was created as a gentleman's club in Britain by Duke Philip Wharton in 1718, the same Duke that William Connolly bought Mount Pelier Hill from. The Duke first called his club the Hellraisers, and he made this exclusive and secret club as a way for himself and his friends to gamble, drink, and get visits from ladies of the night without the public or their wives knowing what they were doing. As more and more men began to join, they changed the name to the Hellfire Club. However, the secret part of the club did not work out so well because as its popularity spread, so did the stories of the shady dealings they were doing within the club. It got so out of hand that the King of England himself, King George I, ordered the club to be disbanded in 1721. The Duke of Wharton missed being in a club, so he went to join the Freemasons in 1722. During these gatherings, he met a young man named Richard Parsons, 1st Earl of Russ, who was also a Grand Master of the Freemasons. Richard showed interest in the Hellfire Club because he liked to party way more than having just secret meetings, and he soon decided to start his own version of the club along with his friends James Wordsdale in 1737, calling it the Irish Hellfire Club. When they started the new version of the club, they started having their meetings at the Eagle Tavern in Dublin, and its members consisted of well-known poets, artists, and politicians. But the club doing its meetings in town drew way too much attention, so they eventually moved their meetings to Connolly's Lodge, located on Mount Pelier Hill. It was far enough away from town so that they could hold their secret meetings in private without watchful eyes of others. They also began to add their own rituals to the meetings, like making a black cat their mascot and even leaving a seat open for the devil at their table. With all of this, the rumors started to spread throughout Europe of the club practicing dark magic, performing animal and human sacrifices to make pacts with the devil and satanic worship. After all of these rumors began, the name of the club was officially dubbed the Hellfire Club by locals. The group continued to meet there for many years until one night a fire broke out at the lodge. The fire spread so quickly that it almost killed some of the club's members. The fire damaged the building so badly that it was no longer able to be used as a residence, so the group decided to move to the nearby Kelleke Stewart's house. The group tried to stay active, but over time its popularity died out, and sometime in the 1740s, the club disbanded for good. Ever since the club used the property for its meetings, there have been many local and urban legends attached to it. One of the stories claimed that one night a Catholic priest was searching the woods near Mount Pelier Hill looking for a local who was missing when he came upon the Hellfire Club. He entered the building wanting to ask the men if they had seen the man they were looking for when he suddenly realized that the men were performing some kind of ritual on a large black cat with horned ears. The priest thought that the cat was a demon and he grabbed a flask of holy water from his pocket and ran at the beast throwing the water upon the cat. He then proceeded to perform an exorcism on the cat all while it thrashed around violently. The priest continued to pray until the demon was released from the cat. The men at the meeting said nothing during this whole ordeal 
and let the priest walk away unharmed. Another story has to do with a politician named Simon Luttrell, who was nicknamed the King of Hell due to his atrocious behavior towards anyone who he deemed lesser than him, especially women. Simon also had a gambling problem, and he was racking up so much debt that he had to make a deal with the devil to help him have the money to pay it off. In the deal, the devil said that he would be back to collect his soul in seven years hence. Seven years later, the devil showed up at the club, and he entered the room and announced that whoever was the last to leave the room, he would then take his soul. There was a panic for the door, and Simon fell down while trying to get out of the room. As the devil slowly approached Simon, Simon thought fast of a way to distract the devil, just long enough so that Simon could make a run for it. He ran out of the door, jumped on his horse, and rode into the night with his soul intact. Our next and most famous story is when a tall, dark stranger came to the club to play a game of cards. On a dark and stormy night, the men at the Hellfire Club were enjoying a game of cards when there were suddenly three loud knocks on the door. Upon opening the door, the men saw a tall, dark stranger in a traveling cloak standing on the doorstep. When the men asked why he was there, the man said that he had lost his way in the storm, but he also let them know that he had a lot of money and wanted to know if they would like to play a game of cards with him. The men, seeing that he had deep pockets, agreed. The dark stranger walked in and sat in the empty seat at the table, the one that's usually meant for the devil. As the men played cards, one of the men dropped a card on the floor. He bent down to retrieve it, and when he glanced around looking for the card under the table, he saw that the dark stranger had cloven hooves for feet. The man jumped up and screamed, pointing at him claiming that there was a demon in their midst. The dark stranger let out an evil laugh, turned into a ball of flames, and vanished into a puff of smoke. As the men at the table all leapt to their feet in shock, the man who had pointed out who the stranger was suddenly dropped to the ground and was dead. I'm sure that you all see the parallels between this story and the legend of Loftus Hall. The dark stranger coming to the door, asking to stay to play for a game of cards. During the game, a card gets dropped, somebody sees the cloven hooves, calls him out, and then the dark stranger turns into a ball of flame while laughing, and then somebody dies. While these stories are similar, there are some differences. Some think that the devil did show up at both Loftus Hall and the Hellfire Club while others think that this fake urban legend got its places mixed up while someone was telling this story to a group. Either way, the idea that the devil showed up at an event or someone's house is not a new story, and I hope to explore that in a future episode down the road. Today, the Hellfire Club sits as an empty ruin. The structure looks like a hollowed-out house made of bricks that was once in the shape of a lodge. Many people have gone to the house to see if the hauntings are true. People also still find conjuring circles, satanic graffiti, and objects of the occult. 
making many believe that the ruins is still being used for satanic worship. Some think that the Hellfire Club still exists, but this time it is truly a complete secret. Today, most people visit the hill to enjoy the views of Dublin, but some visit to see for themselves if the hill is still haunted. Paranormal teams have gone to these locations and picked up EVPs and high EMF readings. Some have even reported seeing shadowy figures, heard voices, and disembodied footsteps. Paranormal groups have also claimed that an oppressive and dark energy still resides inside the home. The TV show Ghost Adventures visited the Hellfire Club and Kalaki House in season 12, episode 5, and it was the same episode that they went to investigate Loftus Hall in as well. During their investigation inside the Hellfire Club, Aaron said that he had something grab his ear and tug him down hard. In the video footage, he really got scared and freaked out, so that was kind of interesting. But the weird thing was that when they went to the nearby Kelleke house to do an investigation the next day, Zach asked during a spirit box session who touched Aaron and they got a really creepy and harsh voice saying, Satan. So that was a little creepy. Speaking of the Kelleke house, it is also reportedly haunted. Its most famous ghost story is about the Kelleke cat. The legend of the Kelleke cat goes back almost 300 years. This property was once owned by the Massey family. They were an extremely wealthy family and landowners, and the Kelleke estate was immaculate with many lush gardens and a beautiful large mansion. But the once grand house eventually burned down, and so did the family's fortune. What is left of the once immaculate estate is now hidden in the forest as nature is reclaiming its space. But you can still see many stone workings that are hidden among the overgrowth spread out throughout the forest on what used to be their property. The only building left standing is the old Dower House, and this is the very house that was once used for the Hellfire Club. Today, it is a cafe, and their mascot is a black cat. The reason for the mascot is not just because the Hellfire Club used to use the building, but it's because over the last 300 years, people have seen a large black cat the size of a large dog with flaming red eyes stalking the grounds. This was dubbed the Kelleke Cat. Other than a giant black cat, there is poltergeist activity inside the house. Knocking, scratching, footsteps, disembodied voices, and shadows have all been seen and heard. Lights have flickered on and off, and the sound of a doorbell has been heard at all hours of the day and night. Only problem is, there's no more doorbell in the house. It was removed over 40 years ago, and there is no explanation for this phantom bell sound. Furniture and artwork has been found smashed to bits or found moved from one room to another when the house is locked up. Many think that the Hellfire Club practicing their rituals in the home, along with the devil showing up, are the reasons for all of this unexplained paranormal activity. The most famous run-in with the Kelleke Cat happened in 1968, when an artist named Tom McCassie and his friends were staying in the home that at this time was being used as an art gallery. While they were inside, they noticed a large, heavy 18th century door that they had shut earlier was now open again. Confused, the men walked over to take a better look at the door when they suddenly saw a dark shadow down a darkened hallway. Then the men suddenly heard a harsh voice ordering them to leave the door open. The group panicked. Tom slammed the door shut and they ran for it. Just as they got to the front door, Tom turned to look over his shoulder and there he saw a huge black cat with piercing red eyes 
crouching in the corner of the room. This event scared him so much that he actually painted what he saw. That painting now hangs in the front hall of the house. Other apparitions have been seen around the property. A ghost of a young man who had dwarfism has been seen alongside a man in a blood-soaked shirt. These men are believed to be apparitions of people who were killed during the Hellfire Club's human sacrifices. Sadly, the remains of the young man were discovered buried in the backyard of the Kelleke house, along with the statue of a devil laying next to him. Haunted or not, it does seem like Mount Pelier Hill has a dark past that is trying to let its story be known to many who visit. If you ever go to Dublin and are brave enough, you too could check out the Hellfire Club for yourself to see if the hauntings are true. But maybe don't bring an extra seat with you for the devil, just in case. Thank you all so much for joining me for this fun Halloween bonus episode about the infamous Hellfire Club. And thank you so much for putting up with my weird voice. Um, allergies are hitting me hard, like I said. And uh, last night I tried to finish my recording. I only had a little bit left, but um, my voice had given out on me. So I had to like drink some tea and go to bed. And um, it's starting to give out. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> sorry. It's starting to give out on me a little bit right now as I do my outro, but um, I hope that you guys have a fantastic Halloween this year and whatever you do, whether it just be home watching movies like I'm going to do because I'm honestly not feeling that great today, or if you go to a big party, just have fun and I will see you guys back here really soon for another bonus episode of Historically Haunted. Links to all of my sources are down below in the show notes, like always. And I will be posting some photos of Loftus Hall along with the Hellfire Club for you guys to take a peek at. As always, thank you so much for your support. And I can't wait to see you guys back here really soon. Bye, everybody.